This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Consider becoming a Drama Victoria member today to take advantage of the many member benefits. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record. We record on the land of the Bunurong people. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are interviewing Brodie Murray. Brodie Murray is an award-winning First Nations playwright known for his plays such as Soul of Possum and Billy's Choice. In The Whisper, a tip-off sparks a journey of Indigenous family survival made by horse and cart under the cover of dark. Set against the radicalised backdrop of 1940s Australia, a Naringiri family must make the impossible choice to leave home and country forever. Brody's new play, The Whisper, a tale about survival, endurance and journeys, has had an earlier life at the Fringe Festival, but it's being remounted at 45 Downstairs on the 15th of February. And this season's going to be bigger, bolder and better. Without any further ado, I bring you Brody Murray. Welcome to the podcast, Brody Murray. Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm fabulous. Thanks so much for coming and speaking to us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So you wrote The Whisper, from what I understand. It's a response to the experiences of your grandmother and is inspired by the lives of Southeastern Australians. So why this story? Why now? Is this what it's about? Yeah, that's right. So this um, story, The Whisper, is... um based which is showing at 45 downstairs theater in the city is um based on uh, my grandmother's um it's a reimagining of my grandmother's story traveling um in horse and cart with her family from border town to swan hill in the 1940s yeah it sounds like an incredible story um what's what's inspired you to write it now why in 2024 Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, well, um, I this is the second season. I wrote the play in 2022 over about six to eight months. Um, but I thought that I, yeah, wanted to tell this story to um, shed a light on Nan's incredible survival and the survival of her family basically being on the run from uh, the authorities who were looking for them. So I wanted to tell the story to to shed a light on her journey and what her and her family sort of had to go, had to survive. Yeah. And this isn't just your grandma's story. This might be the story of, of other people and and other first nations people around this time. This, although it is your grandmother's story, it might be representative of other people's experiences. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I know, um, that there's been many, um, other from many other first nations families, um, in this country, there's been a lot of similar experiences, um, with families having to having to having to move away from country to survive and um yeah this isn't this story reflects a lot of first nations family stories not just my nans yeah it's pretty incredible and survival comes up a lot that's that word survival and and the play doesn't pull its punches it provides some kind of harrowing insight into these experiences of a family that must make that difficult decision and an incredible journey has the process of telling this story been challenging personally or creatively or how was it yeah definitely um it's been a lot of uh, fun but it's also um yeah had its uh, i suppose um challenges um along along the way in terms of navigating a story which has a lot of sensitivity with nan um um and particularly 
uh, going back into the past um, where we're telling this story, but it's still relevant now today. Um, so I mean, um, yeah, I interviewed my nan in March 2022 when I was researching the, the story and um, nan um, told me this story um, about the journey they made um, over a cup of tea in Balranald, where my nan lives. So it was amazing hearing her story firsthand, but I had to be very careful to, you know, follow protocol and make sure I didn't, you know, not disrespect Nan, but made sure to follow the right protocol, cultural protocol when doing research, especially when it comes to family and making sure I got things accurate, you know? Oh, absolutely. And has, has grandma, has Nan been helpful in, throughout the process, seeing the show and giving you feedback? Definitely. She unfortunately wasn't able to see the first season of the show at Fringe in um 2022 due to um um there was flooding at the time um she lives in regional New South Wales so she wasn't able to come down for that but we're hoping she's 90 now and we're hoping she comes down for this season uh 45 downstairs yeah all right talk about survival well wow, that's incredible yeah. um so you're also acting in this play as well so how are you navigating the writing and the acting? Obviously, this isn't your first time, of course, writing something and acting in the show, but are there new challenges on this occasion? Yeah, well, this is, um, I didn't perform in the last season, the first season at Fringe. Um, I stood back in the writer's, the writer's, uh, I guess the writer's role for that. Um, but I made a decision recently for this upcoming season to take on one of the roles, um, the young, the role of the younger brother, Bri um, younger brother, Riley, um, and I guess, yeah, it'll be an interesting and new experience for me performing in this piece, which is very close to both me and my family. Yeah, and you've written a play that you've performed in before. Um, and do you see this as being a different experience to that? Because this role, maybe you're not the, the featured role this time. Is, it, is there any difference between uh, this show and, and the last time you wrote and performed? Yeah, I think it's going to be a different experience um, to Soul of Possum, so a different um, piece, I guess this one's set in a different time period. Soul of Possum was set a hundred years earlier in the 1840s and 50s. So yeah, different time period, slightly different material to navigate as well, I guess. But I think it should be the role I took on at Soul of Possum. Um, yeah, it was a big task. It had a lot of, I had a lot of lines to try and learn. Whereas this one, I think this role I'm playing is nicely balanced with the role of the older brother, Jack, who's probably the main character. All right. And did you get to have any hand in choosing who played your own brother in a play that you wrote? Yeah, I've been working um, closely with the director, Arnie Marianne Sam, um, closely in terms of the casting. And um, my older brother's going to be played by a, a very talented First Nations actor by the name of Bella Niebuhr, who's a very talented choreographer and performer. So he's someone I worked with in Soul of Possum. He played one of the roles. So um, I think hopefully that works out well. He's very talented. Excellent. Getting more and more excited as the interview goes on. So this play, as we've said, it's clearly about survival. Do you know how that's going to be present in the performance? Obviously, you've, you've written it, but there may be other elements in the performance or the design in this live theatre piece where survival, we get to see, maybe hear that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this season of 45 Downstairs, we'll be exploring different things because um, we're in a much larger space this time um, in the warehouse style theater at 45, where I think we'll be able to, that great space in there, we'll really be able to explore movement um, 
um, through the dramaturgical movement, I guess, but movement within the piece, the sense of moving through country, which we're trying to catch, which we're trying to create in the play. Uh, we'll try and create that sense of being under the cover of night in the theatre, but we'll try and the sense of movement and moving away from something and moving towards their destination in Swan Hill. So we'll try and capture the sense of movement, which we um, probably didn't quite do at Fringe because we had a, we were in a very small space. Okay, it's a great opportunity to expand the story physically into a larger area. That's awesome. Thank you, uh, yeah. So we know it's on at 45 downstairs. We know it's from the 15th to the 25th of February. It's it's only in a few weeks. Um, the creative team is pretty phenomenal. We've heard a little bit about them, but what are you most excited about? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm most excited to see this story um fully realized in this uh in this great space um and to see it um come to life. Um the fringe season was great. Um we had different actors. Um um we have Uncle Greg Fryer coming back who was in the first season at 40, at Melbourne Fringe, but I think I'm most excited about working with Bell and Eber and um Melody, Auntie Melody Reynolds who's playing the grandmother I haven't worked with her before and she's done main, a lot of main stage work at STC and MTC so to to work with someone of her level will be will be a great learning experience I'm sure brilliant you got the best of the best working on your show and speaking of the best of the best you've just been receiving award after award and acknowledgement after acknowledgement um over the last few years has it been yeah. What's it been like having, I guess, all this attention, but all, all these people telling you you're on the right track, you're doing all the right things. This is excellent. We want more from you. How's that been? Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah, it's um definitely been a uh, yeah a great couple of years of growth and learning uh, within the theatre industry, uh, which can sometimes, as we know, sometimes it can be difficult to navigate, um, but um, I think it's been, yeah, great to be learning from senior First Nations practitioners um, in the industry and to be learning from their wealth of knowledge. And um, my friend Declan Ferbigillik, who I always keep in contact with, seeing his success with Jackie at MTC has definitely motivated, motivated me a lot. And um, so, yeah, I, I've been very lucky, but I've also, yeah, I've had a lot of great support as well, which has really helped. Brilliant. Well, I am terribly excited to see The Whisper. Thank you so very much for giving us your time today. Thank you, Brody Murray. Thanks, Nick. Thanks very much. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. Big thanks to Brody Murray. If you want to find out more about The Whisper, you can go to 45downstairs.com to book your tickets. There's also a link in the episode description. So please do keep listening to The Aside. We have a huge bank of episodes now, over 300, and we're reaching 200,000 listeners as well. So thank you so very much for your ongoing support. If you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast.outlook.com or you can just find us on Facebook, The Aside podcast thank you to drama victoria for their ongoing support thank you to aaron searle for providing the music thank you to halebury for letting us record here and of course thank you for listening 